Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Sometimes the mayor and I are not on the same page, and sometimes uh, we do agree. And this is one of the times that I do agree that these are very challenging times to do policing. Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. With us today is the president of the Fraternal Order of Police, Kevin Graham. Kevin, thanks for joining us. What a time this has been for you. Uh, this has These are very difficult times for the police department, uh, for the FOP. Um, we are trying to meet the challenges, and, and every time there's a new twist, we need to meet that to do what we can to keep our members safe, the police officers, and to uh, do what we can to keep the public safe as well. More than 400 officers, it's probably well over 400 at this point, have tested positive for the coronavirus. Three of them have died. Is the city doing enough to protect them? Um, The short answer is no. Um, The long answer is that we are having daily challenges that we need to meet, that we are going to, that we address with the city. Uh, we, um, We certainly need to have <clears throat> uh, more more masks, uh, more PPE kits. Um, we need to increase the amount of sanitation to our um, uh, vehicles and to the workspaces. Yeah, I mean, a police station is a congregate setting. What is the situation in those districts right now? Well, we from the very beginning, we asked to have... Uh, uh, to have the public not go into the police stations unless it's an absolute emergency. Um, we certainly was, were met with resistance on that. Uh, as we see how difficult it is to control um, this deadly virus, the city is now seeing that, yes, we were, we were correct, but they certainly haven't closed the police stations except for emergencies. And certainly <clears throat> we would still like to see that occur. Um, We would like to see hazard pay for our police officers. Uh, We would like to see an increase in sanitation for the um, um, for the areas in which they work. And another thing that is important is we would like to see an additional um, test for anyone who is returning back to work. Uh, Currently, they as long as they have gone two weeks Um, and they have no um, symptoms, they're allowed to come back to work. We would like to see uh, an additional test before they come back to work to protect the officers that they are going back to. So what is the situation now with stations? Who is allowed in from the public? Um, They have not closed the stations. So um, Have they limited it in any way? Have they limited it? they, They have posted signs that if you can call um, 311 to report something, please do so. 
but um, they have not closed down the police stations. They've not closed down the areas in which we feel, um, unless it's an emergency, and there are times that it's going to be an emergency, that people have to get into the police station. We understand that. Um, but for the general day-to-day things, um, they should be closed off. Um, we have we have enough to contend with when we pick up criminals who are being arrested and to try and keep the station sanitary to keep the officers safe and to keep the area in which we bring a prisoner in to keep that clean. So how many people are still streaming into the police stations? Is it, is it quite busy? It's, you know, it's not as busy as it has been. uh, But we still think that a lot of these uh, can be done over the phone, uh, particularly accident reports. Uh, We believe that, um, the, the majority of this uh, of the of the incidents that are coming into the station uh, could be could be avoided. Now there is a mask and glove requirement for officers starting today, I believe, uh, on the orders of First Deputy Anthony Riccio. Is that too little, too late? Well, uh, part part of the problem with that is that uh, I just had an officer in my office. Uh, 15 minutes ago, that and he is complaining that they do not have enough masks in their in their district. Uh, when I get off the phone with you, I'm going to be calling over to headquarters. They claim they have the masks, and uh, and I certainly I know that they have stockpiles of them, and they are not getting out to some of the districts that are needed. And whether it's a communication problem or whether they are not passing out enough, we need to get to the bottom of it and find out what is going on and why do officers not have enough masks uh, and uh, protective equipment. Uh, As as you know, the FOP has uh, provided, we purchased 300 gallons of hand sanitizer. Uh, We passed out 15,000 masks. We um, we are doing testing for our officers here at, at, at FOP uh, if they want um, COVID testing. So we are doing everything we can to provide uh, the necessary protections for our officers that we can provide, even though we do believe that it is a department function that should be done. What kind of testing is the city providing for police officers? Uh, they are directing them to the same sites that uh, that you hear on the news. And you don't like that. You think they ought to have a specific testing protocol for the officers. What should it be? I, I think that they should have that. I, and I suggested this very early on that they have tents set up at headquarters in the parking lot at 35th Street and that they should be testing our officers um, regularly. Um, so, you know, certainly we have we are working with um, one of the hospitals to provide um, to provide uh, the serology testing for the officers. And uh, we're doing everything we can to see as many officers as possible. Um, as of now, um, the FOP has provided uh, over 2000 tests for, for our members. Now, Mayor Lightfoot said this week that policing during a pandemic is the challenge of a lifetime. Those were her words. Do you agree with that and how so? You know, 
sometimes the mayor and I are not on the same page, and sometimes uh, we do agree. And this is one of the times that I do agree that these are very challenging times to do policing. Um, certainly, it is our goal to make sure that our officers are safe. It is hard to go out and do a job if you are going to put your members at, 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 at risk. I, I can tell you this, that one of the members here who has been very active in the FOP, has held office here at the FOP, uh, was assigned, is assigned to one of the districts. He got very sick. Uh, we almost lost him. And I can tell you this from a personal standpoint, uh, he goes out every day trying to make a difference for the people of the city of Chicago. Um, it is a great loss when he is not at work um, and he is um, just about ready to come back to work. Uh, but once again, we'd like to see some testing. We also don't know what the long-term effects of this virus is going to be on people's lungs. But the mayor in, said directly, that the, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, you asked about being challenging and the challenging part is to keep our officers safe while still arresting people and keeping the community safe. And I, and I, that, that was what I wanted to get out. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the mayor said that the Rob Peter to pay Paul surge strategy that was devised that requires districts in low crime areas to give up officers to high crime districts for two hours or so at a time was tailor made to handle the challenges of this pandemic flood an area with squad cars, lights and sirens, show of force without getting out of the car. Do you agree with that strategy? And if not, what's wrong with it? I, I disagree with that strategy. Uh, we need to address things on an individual basis. Uh, I think you need to take a look at the commanders and the districts that are having problems. I think that you, when you are taking people from one district and putting them in another district, first of all, um, I, I, I want to be careful how I say this. Um, I take great exception to trying to um, subvert the contract and that's exactly what they're doing because they are not going uh, with reverse seniority, which is what is required to send someone to a detail. Uh, and we have already filed a grievance on it. And we strongly disagree with this process. Once again, the police department unilaterally made decisions without consulting us as to the best way to do this. Um, and, uh, although they um, they seem to be fine with it, uh, we're not fine with uh, with having our contract being disregarded. So it's about how it was done. What about the issue as Alderman Anthony Napolitano, who has served the city as a police officer and a firefighter, has said? He says his residents pay taxes, they deserve protection, and they're being left unprotected. Well, if you look at where... Um, where the majority of the law enforcement on a nightly basis is headed, um, it's to um, the, uh, the 11th, 15th, and 7th district. And why should the 17th district have uh, either one or no sergeants available in that district when you have an extra five in 
uh, the 11th district, an extra five on top of what they already have. They're certainly cheating that district. And I thought the entire point of having uh, the city engaging in a consent decree and engaging in um, Spanish control and um, uh, unity of command, which is what they wanted, was to have supervisors um, watching what officers are doing. And yet they're stripping the supervisors and the manpower in those districts. Uh, you know, uh, another recipe um, for failure. Uh, once again, they did not consult us. So there are whole districts, whole uh, areas. How many of them left without sergeants, left without supervision? And for how you know long? What? You, you'd have to ask Jimmy Calvino from the Sergeants Association. He could comment better on that. But I did speak with him yesterday. And he specifically uh, talked about the 17th district um, having um, having no sergeants on the street because they insisted on sending um, uh, the only street sergeant they had to the uh, 11th district. Are they endangering some of these areas on the north and northwest side who are being taken from? Well, it, it's it's not just a matter of. Um, the citizens being left unprotected. It's also not having backup from other officers. Now you've stripped the manpower. You've taken you've taken five police cars from a from a north side district, sent them to another district, and now you've left the officers who are left vulnerable because they're they're not going to be able to get the backup that they need or the backup they need in time. So do you think that they're literally endangering the lives of the officers and the lives of the residents there? You know what, that is um, certainly that's a possibility, um, but we haven't we haven't seen that yet. Um, but I do believe that they are it is a recipe for disaster. Um, what they have done. That should have been a detail for overtime initiative. And because they have decided that money is more important, that they've cut back on overtime. Now they are, and that's what it should have been. They should have had officers that were off duty um, sign up and do special employment there, which is what has been done in the past. Now they are stripping officers from other districts and uh, they are putting people um, both in danger of criminal activity and in not having enough backup for the officers uh, to respond when they're they're calling for help. Yeah, let's talk about this overtime crackdown. Uh, the department was spent like $136 million on overtime. Mayor Lightfoot has been on the warpath about that. And so she and Superintendent Brown, David Brown, the new superintendent, have decided that deputy chiefs and above must approve all overtime. Is that realistic? What about that? Uh, you know, it's, it, they think they're reinventing the wheel. I've been a police officer for more than 35 years. I have seen this come and go. Um, we have tried this in the past where we have detectives working on a case and they think, okay, we'll just turn it over to the next detectives coming on. Well, those detectives coming on have their own cases to investigate. Um, you really need to have the same detective following through on that. Um, we did this before, and our clearance rate went down. So, you know, we, 
we are not learning from our mistakes of the past. We need to have the same detectives following through on these cases. Um, there is overtime involved. There is court involved. There is um, times in which you have to finish an arrest. Uh, arrests come in late in the day. Um, you know, they have crafted this, um, and I believe they are. It's going to be a disaster at the end. And we already see that their answer to the overtime is to violate the police officer's contract, and that's not an answer. A disaster? How? Well. It, it, because you're not going to have enough people on the street in areas where they they think the crime may be lower. Uh, but in fact, what they need to do is either hire more police officers or hire back police officers to work in those um, uh, um, in the, the areas where the crime rate is higher so that they can get a handle on the homicide rate. Hire more police officers at a time when city revenues are plummeting? You are going to have to do something. I can tell you this. They have not come to us to talk to us about what to do. Well, I was the one I was the one that told the city that you were canceling people's days off indiscriminately. When there wasn't a need to. And they kept going on that. And now they claim that they have a overtime problem. Well, you know what? At some point. Uh, the city pr- should probably listen to the FOP uh, as to how to get a handle on some of their problems. But if they continue to unilaterally make decisions, then they're going to have problems. How do you feel about the mayor's decision to close the lakefront, all of its parks, beaches and running trails, keep them closed along with the 606 and the Riverwalk and the and Millennium Park. What hardships has that caused you to enforce that? And is it the right decision as spring, you know, temperatures rise? Um, I do think I think I think people should get out. I do think that we have to be conscious of of areas where you, you have um, uh, a lot of people congregating because then we have to enforce the social distancing. So there is an, a balance, but I think that if you ask the police officers, look, find out where you're going to have problems. If those are the problems you have to close an area to, um, that's fine. But I think when you have people who, who want to go out and run down a bike trail, uh, excuse me, run down a, 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 a running trail, um, if you want to sit under a tree in the park, um, look at the lakefront. Uh, I don't think that is necessarily uh, violating social distancing. Um, the problem comes in is when you have large groups that are going to congregate, and then you do have to take action. So did she go too far, and is she continuing to go too far by extending this? Uh, well, I, I think there needs to be some modifications, and I think that people need to be able to go to the lakefront. Um, but I also believe that um, there are going to be areas in which you are going to need to enforce social distancing. And I, and I, I don't think we need to um, you know, specifically name some of those spots, but I think if you took a look at where people uh, gathered last year, um, when there was no the threat of the virus, uh, you can certainly see where you're going to need to limit 
the amount of people coming into an area. But to completely close the lakefront, I disagree with. And the state, uh, the state of Israel, is using drones to uh, to uh, enforce the dispersal orders and to keep people, you know, in social distance. Is Chicago doing that? Should we? Um, we are not doing that that I know of, and uh, I do think that people uh, have some civil rights here um, that I don't think they need Big Brother watching them all the time. I think that we have to communicate to the public that, look, we all want to stay safe. There are thousands of people dying, uh, that this is a serious uh, pandemic, and it can't be unnoticed. Um, that people do have to realize that. And we do have to um, let people know, look, uh, you, you have to use common sense here. Um, you do need to wash your hands. You do need, you, you, you do need to um, be responsible in doing social distancing. Uh, I think that is all important. Um, but part of that is a communication and, and letting people know. And I think when you uh, attack a problem reasonably, I think most of the people understand it. Um, you know, when it comes to um, just to we actually did a survey. Uh, uh, we hired a company to do a survey as to whether or not the city of Chicago uh, would support um, hazard pay for police officers. And we were actually very surprised. Sixty three percent said yes, they would. So, I mean, we certainly want to have discussions with the city on how to go about things and what they need to do. Um, but those discussions are not taking place. Yeah, you're still waiting your three years for a, a new contract. Uh, it's very Correct. much in vogue to talk about how much we appreciate the police officers and firefighters, the first responders who are putting their lives on the line for us at a time like this, at a time like 9-11. And yet... The way to show appreciation, the only way that really matters, is in your pocketbook. And what have they done yeah. there? What's happening on the contract? You voted to go to arbitration. Where are we on that? Um, we are. The city has not responded. In fact, I will tell you this. We asked yesterday. We want a response. We've asked for an arbitrator. They turned down the first one we suggested. Um, we've asked. We've put forth a second one, the same arbitrator that is doing the sergeants, lieutenants, and captains contract, and we said we'll take the same arbitrator. Uh, this, is, this, this, is, this is only fair, and we have gotten no response. So what so, does that uh, say about the, uh, the appreciation level for the officers? I mean, talk is pretty cheap. The city needs to pay these officers give them a raise. They have gone three years with, or, well, in July 1st, it'll be three years without a raise. And we, and I have asked them about doing a two-year contract. I asked them that over a year ago and they weren't interested in doing that. Uh, I, I think it's, um, I think it's very unfortunate that these officers go out every day trying to keep the people of the city of Chicago safe. It is a difficult job to begin with. It is extremely difficult under these circumstances. And the fact that we don't have a contract um, really shows the, the, that, that they don't care about the officers the way they should. And, and, and that is extremely, um, that's disturbing. And so do you and, think the mayor is paying lip service to how much he appreciates the officers who are putting their lives on the line? 
you know, it, it's not again. It's not about getting into a war of words. I think what it is is, you know what, get the contract done. Let's get moving on this and get it behind us. And we can do this very, very quickly. So, um, you know, I think we're going to, um, uh, after next week, uh, we're going to um, uh, tell the city, look, let's sit down and let's get this done. So um, I, I, uh, I, I'm sure they are waiting um, to after the FOP election, and uh, that should be um, all wrapped up at the end of next week. And uh, the following week, we want to try and um, take care of the contract so that these officers are correctly compensated for the hard work that they have been doing and are continuing to do. Without arbitration, do you think? Uh, I, certainly, if they want to avoid arbitration and you want to get a contract done, I'll be more than happy to bring a, a good and I emphasize a good contract back to the members for a vote. If not, we'll move forward on the arbitration. But the Black Caucus has reiterated in a resolution that was introduced just last week its demands for changes to the discipline, which you have rejected across the board. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is uh, the problems that the police department got into were not the problems of the officers that I represent. They were problems in the administration and in the political arm of the city. That's how they got into problems. And once again, they got into those problems because they refused to sit down with the FOP and try and work out their differences. And what happened? We didn't have enough supervisors on the street. Where are we going right now without enough supervisors on the street? You know, they cannot create the problem and then blame me. And that's the, exactly what they're doing. Interim Superintendent Charlie Beck, before he left to go back to Los Angeles, eliminated merit promotions. David Brown right. has been promising to find a replacement for merit that will ensure that minorities are promoted at levels that reflect the population of Chicago. He claims that other cities have done it. He's going to find a way. What do you say about that? I'm interested to hear how he's going to do it. Is there a way to do that? <laughs> I, I want to hear what he, what, I, I got to hear what he has to say. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in, in what his plan is. Um, but I can tell you this, um, whether it's promotional exams, whether it is discipline, um, I will not let officers uh, uh, be treated unfairly. And that has been the, uh, the problem often that they want to um, blame police officers, treat them unfairly, do not give them uh, their due rights. And that's what's led to so many problems. If you treat people fairly, the officers are going to treat the public fairly. And that's the only way to get things to work. The Civilian Office of Police Accountability released more videos of the red line shooting. Uh, the last time you were on the show, you accused the superintendent of rushing to judgment by stripping those officers of their police powers. What about the new videos? What do those show to you? Um, I certainly know more about the situation than I think most of the public does. And I was and, and I when I saw the videos on um, on television and when I heard what they're what um the offender's um, attorney had to say, um, I was not impressed. Um, obviously, um, this is an ongoing investigation. This investigation is not finished. And I think that when the investigation is finished, I certainly will have a comment. 
Well, did the new video show that this was an unjustified shooting or does it show to you something different? Um, I, I, I think it would be inappropriate for me to comment on an ongoing investigation. Um, I, I, I think that uh, I think it's important that um, the investigation uh, is treated fairly. And I think uh, all parties, including myself, need to keep their mouth shut until the investigation has been concluded and then people can make comments. What's happening on the investigation of the other officers who were under investigation for allegedly covering up for the drunk driving incident involving Eddie Johnson, the one that got the superintendent fired? Um, I don't think there's been any, any conclusion. I think there, I, I believe it's still under investigation. I don't believe they have, uh, um, that I know of, have come to any decision on that. And I don't believe and, that, I don't, I don't know that anybody covered up anything, by the way. I, 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 I am not directly involved in that. How many of your members have been questioned? Um, I really don't know. Um, and, we and what's a, taking so long? I mean, the incident happened in October. Um, I, We're in May you now. Know what? <laughs> I, I can tell you this: I have, I have little to no confidence in COPA's ability um, uh, to have fair and impartial investigations, and um, I have communicated that um, with people at the department and with the city. And the same goes for the so, IG? Um, that's, that, is, that is something different. We often disagree on, on their conclusions. Um, um, two, different, two different scenarios completely. The police pension fund, how big of a hit has it taken with investment losses tied to the stock market plunge? You know, I have not. I have not talked talk to the um, pension um, to the pension board uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, we've had so much, so many things going on here um, with you know providing uh, COVID testing for our members um, and getting supplies to them. I just haven't had a chance to talk to them, um, but uh, I'm, I'm sure that like every pension fund, um, it's taken a hit and. You know, it's, it's, it, we're going to have to, uh, I can tell you this, I believe that they should uh, get the problems with the casino worked out so that we can start putting the, re the revenues from that into the pension fund, which is what it was designed for. And before we go, do you expect to be the police union president uh, when the next, the end of next week is over, when the results are in for the runoff? Uh, the short answer to that is yes. Um, obviously, it is up to our members, uh, but um, uh, and they can choose to do what they wish. But I, uh, I will stand on the record that I've had over the last three years. Kevin Graham, thank you so much. Very best of luck to you, and stay safe okay. out there. Okay, thank you. Bye. And we'll see you all next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.